On R2C2, CC Sabathia and Ryan Rucco guide listeners through everything going on in the MLB, NBA, and NFL. They also talk to friends, athletes, and celebrities about the world of sports and much more. Check out R2C2 with CC Sabathia and Ryan Rucco on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes... Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Hello and welcome to Baseball Barbecue, the only podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network, recording from the Boston Hotel where the Tampa Bay Rays are staying. I'm Jake Mintz, that's Jordan Schusterman, and yesterday I ran into the one and only Tyler Glass now in the lobby. I will not reveal the location. (laughs) Well, it doesn't matter now because they won't be there for much longer as them Rays have been eliminated. I am recording from my motor vehicle in the great city of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, for reasons stationary, I don't stationary. stationary. Motor I'm vehicle. not driving. No, it is very late. The Dodgers and Giants game just wrapped up a little bit uh, ago, and that is why we are hopping on the mics ASAP to deliver you this Tuesday baseball barbecue because we got more action, of course, coming down uh, the pike, the pike, the, or the pipe. People say this coming what down. Do you think? P- pike Rockville or pipe? Pike. <laughs> okay, thank you. That 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 does help me understand it a lot better. Uh, obviously, with the White Sox and Astros postponed because of the rain, we got an early game uh, on Tuesday unexpectedly. But we wanted to hop on and react to this day of postseason baseball. Jake has been in Boston, as he just revealed, uh, and has he, of course, has been tweeting and reporting live from the ground from very loud Fenway Park. Uh, we just wanted to, this is a very simple podcast. I mean, the postseason full swing. We've been watching the games. We've been watching some of the games less than maybe others because we've, you know, been doing other things or, or at the games. Uh, but we're excited, man. It, it is October. And we are tired, but we are still enjoying ourselves, and uh, we're going to do a podcast about it. So let's begin where you are, Jake Mintz. The first series, the first division series to wrap up, the Boston Red Sox, a team that we have in many ways neglected to really pay much attention to, All the, really almost until <laughs> like two days ago <laughs> when they put up a billion runs against Tampa. Uh, they're headed to the ALCS, and you saw it with your own two eyes. I did. I saw it with my own two eyes, and I still don't really believe it or understand it or know who pitched for them. (laughs) (laughs) That's the biggest thing for me. Like, I can comprehend that, like, Kike Hernandez got obscenely hot and that Kyle Schwarber is automatic. Devers, baby. Devers is, like, fighting through, like, a broken shoulder and has just been incredible. That I all understand. That I can comprehend. What I don't totally get is who's throwing the eighth. 
And uh, I mean, I guess in today's game, it was Ryan Brazier for a, a minute until it wasn't. But the series was great, Jordan. Um, I was at both of the games in Boston, two walk-offs, back-to-back nights. And before we get into the nitty-gritty of the series, I just want to say a couple things about Fenway Park and about Boston. And I think that you and I, from where we sit in the baseball landscape, we are hipsters. We, it, you know, reluctantly, right? Like we enjoy the 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 smaller teams that don't have the tradition and the fan base. And I think we view a lot of those things as eye rolly, right? Sure. Yankee Stadium is like, oh, it's cliche, right? Mm-hmm. The Wrigley, the Fenway, and I think that there's a part of that that we get exhausted by the repetition of seeing these same teams all the time. Right. And I think that's why people really hated the Cardinals more than anything else in <laughs> right. the beginning of the decade was you just saw this all the time. Right. And I, I get that. And I'm sympathetic to that. And I feel that way often as well, but there was something, and I'm saying this reluctantly as hell, very unique and very cool about the atmosphere in Fenway park. The last two nights, it yeah. rocked the, it, the sound in that place was so loud and that crowd was so into it and like congratulations boston you got me the reluctant baseball hipster man to admit that fenway park is cool Woo! <laughs> wow what a, their, their greatest achievement yet yes on marathon monday it. of course uh which i'm i'm curious uh to, to hear a little bit more about that um but but also i guess we should mention you know since we last recorded you know we we were both at, at the wild card game uh, against the Yankees, and that that was a taste, right? So, how would you compare? Because that atmosphere, of course, added in the the Yankees fans to it, so that there was kind of an extra layer of it. But I assume for this, where in that case, I think we estimated probably thirty percent, thirty five percent Yankees fans for the wild card game. This now, especially against a team like Tampa, you know, look, we love you, Rays, but I assume it's ninety nine point nine percent Red Sox fans in this case. It yeah. was a different level of of volume and of of passion. I would imagine these games. Tonight was louder. Game four was louder than the wild card game, but game three was not. And I think that's just because tonight was an elimination game. And from the wild card game, everyone was standing every pitch. That was not the case of game three. It was the case tonight. Let's get into the series a little bit, Jordan. Uh, Tampa wins game one. And everyone's like, wow, this team is incredible. They're greater than the sum of its parts. And they're just going to steamroll everyone again. And I believe that I look, I picked them to win the World Series. So, you know, I clearly <laughs> believed that to a certain extent. Yeah, I was in. And I then in. they scored five runs off of Chris Sale in the first inning. And it was like, all right, Boston, thanks for coming out. And then that was it. That was the series that Boston turned around and here we are. Never looked back. They really never looked back. And uh and I think we knew that. You know, you know, it's interesting because for those first, those first, whatever, ten innings, eleven innings, it was like, okay, the Rays' offense is for real. This is a new element of the Rays that we have not necessarily seen even last year, recent years. Right? It was, it was a full fledged machine, and of course, they have enough pitching. Even if they don't have the starters, they have enough pitching, and especially if they're going to score like this. Now we add in Wander Franco and Randy is. <laughs> I mean, Randy is Randy, man. He did it again tonight. Like he is, he is the real deal, especially in October. Uh, but then it just really started to fall apart. And not that Kevin Cash, I mean, you could say he was kind of button mashing by the end, but 
it, it necessitated it because the Red Sox offense yeah. was relentless and they he just kind of had to keep going to younger and younger guys and, and Patino getting thrown into these crazy situations and these other rookie starters, of course, and old Fleming's the only lefty. And it was it was a lot to ask. And, and if anything, the, this Red Sox lineup w- is really good, right? And it, with Kike at this level, it's really, really, really good. Um, and then adding guys like Renfro and apparently Christian Vasquez, like it is an awesome lineup, right? So it, maybe we should have seen more of that as a possibility. But it is crazy how quickly it flipped after they put up five on sale. I think it's really easy to sit where we sit now and be like, wow, the Rays should have got another starter. And I think the reason it's easy to say that is because they should have. Um, <laughs> or they should have kept the starters they had. They should have at least yeah. one of them, right? I mean, the glass now injury is, is that separate. But like wanna, Charlie well, Morton. <laughs> Char- okay, Charlie Char- Morton. Okay, right? so yeah. when they didn't bring Charlie Morton back, they assumed that they would have Tyler Glass now. That's sure. Oh, sure. The, and at the same time, people are like, why did they trade Rich Hill? Guys, Rich Hill would not have won them the series. I, I hate to break it to you. He might have kept it a little closer, maybe. I think he might have kept it a little closer, but like, I don't think he was the secret sauce here. The I reason agree. the Rays lost the series, in my opinion, was that I think they needed another lefty in the pen. It was a lot to ask of Fleming to be the only lefty and get Schwarber endeavors out, which he did a decent job of. Mm-hmm. And they needed another kind of, if you're going to bullpen your way through a game, I feel like you need a second lefty for the next mm-hmm. time you have to face those guys. Yeah. And then and the th- second reason is, and I, it pains me to say this, Nelson Cruz did not show up. Yeah. He yep. was abysmal. One of the best postseason hitters of our generation of our lifetime did not show up. He had moments with guys on base to drive in big runs. He had it tonight in game four and didn't come through. And like, he was the guy they went out and got to solidify the middle of the order. And he did that in September. And then in the postseason, in a four-game sample, which I understand is not a fair way to judge anyone, you know, he didn't show up. Um, And that's kind of it, man. I mean, game three and game four were two coin flips. Obviously, there was the incredibly bizarro rule play in game. My favorite part, we I don't know if you and I talked about this yet, but... Okay, so the, that stuff happens in game three. Tonight, back-to-back plays, uh, Zunino and Kiermeyer hit balls to the identical yep. spot in yep. right field. Yep. Both of t- both times, the ball like ricochets <laughs> and like doesn't hit Renfro. <laughs> yeah, like, oh I know. But I mean, this point has been made. We don't have to go like they 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 the rule was. Judge correctly. The umpires did it correctly. If you want to argue, I think, by the way, the people that are like, oh, Renfro clearly kicked it over on purpose. No, he, no. I don't think he did. That's ridiculous. But the other thing is, like, if you want to argue just like ground rule doubles uh, should be worth more than two bases, depending on the context, like, that's a different conversation. And I, I'd be willing to have that conversation. But this was just the wackiest thing ever. And it was very funny. But I had that same thought, especially on the Zanino one when they showed the yeah. angle that was exactly the same as the Renfro one. And I was like, oh, we didn't. Didn't kick it over that time. So. I want to be. I also want to be clear. You know, here's a big benefit of being at these games. Talking to players on the Rays today, pregame, no one was mad. Like no, there, no, no one felt. They don't feel like, like they got they, screwed. No. Exactly, and in a yeah. way, that's worse. Like if there's a blown call, you go home and you're like, "Yeah, we should have had that. Like we we deserved it in a way, right? Whereas yeah, that's not totally the case. But no. The, there was there were a few guys who were like, yeah, now you know now we know now we changed the rule. I'm like, sure. I don't know, man. I don't know if it's 
simple. Yeah, like, I, don't, I, I don't know if you change rules. Again, and I don't know if I agree if that's better because in that case, it's like, well, like it's just really unlucky. This is a really unlucky play, really weird play. And that's that's kind of all you can say about it. And then tonight there were there were a couple other wacky plays. And 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 look, the race came back. They were down five-nothing. And they come all the way back. You know, Randy ties it. Their unbelievable Kiermaier play. Again, like, it, it's not like the Rays didn't still show flashes of the team that defensively that went on the run last year and offensively, you know, was a team this year. And, of course, the last Rays thing we have to mention is, and I know he made the throwing error at the end, but, I mean, Wander. I mean, holy shit. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> like, holy shit. I mean, Wander is the same age that, if not a little, I think a little bit younger than Soto was in 2019. And he he's the real deal, man. I mean, he's he's going to be one of the best players in baseball. He he is. He already is that, right? So that's that's exciting. If you're a Rays fan, you, that's here. You saw it. It's happening. He's he's amazing. So that's cool. Uh, but no, they just they just didn't have enough. And, and that Red Sox offense, I it's that is the thing I am I am officially taking very seriously, right? I know we haven't given a lot of thought to this team because to your point is like who's pitching in the sixth, seventh, and eighth. But I don't know, man. Like they're hot. Now they might, you know, sit around for a few days. Who knows what happens? We're going to get into the White Sox and Astros in a little bit, but it's it's a damn good offense. It really is. Before we move forward and talk about a different series, I would like to rewind about a week and a half. Sure. The Baltimore <laughs> freaking Orioles had oh. this team on the ropes Mount for Castle. all of you people, for everyone, for Man. the Yankees fans, for the Blue Jays fans, for the Rays fans. The rest of the ALEs. The Mariners. The, the Mariners, Mariners. Come on. The Baltimore Orioles. They went out there and took two or three. <sighs> maybe like the last, I guess the Rays did beat them in game one. But like, you know, two of the last losses of this team that's going to inexplicably win the World Series. The Tyler Wells. Oh, man. Sorry. No, not even Tyler Wells. Alex Wells went out <laughs> and dominated the Red not Sox. Not even Tyler Wells. Tyler Wells is legit. <laughs> yes, and that Mount Castle Homer, man. I mean, there is just there just is think nothing. about where our brains were at that time. The Not Orioles changed ago. their avatar on Twitter to Robert Andino. And the sentiment was the Orioles well, I, did this to the Red Sox again. And which nope. which which, by the way, if anything, the more we talk about it, the more it does feel that th- that is what has sparked this, this run. <laughs> right. I mean. I mean, it really, it's really like, aha, or not. Um, so, uh, hey. One last thing. One last thing on the Red Sox. Uh, if they actually want to win the World Series, Chris Sale needs to figure his shit out. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, again, we're not going to, we don't need to preview the rest of the Red Sox. I have one more Red Sox thought. Jose Iglesias. Probably the best, <laughs> the best gig uh, in okay. the world. It's so funny you say that. It's yep. so funny you say that. I went onto the field. You know, they do the celebration or whatever. Yep. And I like, there, yep. I went onto the field just to kind of soak it up and like see what was going on. And right. I was struck by Jose Iglesias, who is the MLB equivalent of academically ineligible to play. <laughs> like well, he's, he's like so, a kid on a college team who's like grades aren't good enough. He's totally just, healthy. Like he's yeah. better than, you know, Christian Arroyo. Christian Arroyo. Right, right. So but just he's to there. review. Just to review, on the Angels, released by the Angels in the beginning of September, but after to the point where, again, you have to be in the organization before September 1st to be eligible for the postseason. The Red Sox picked him up. He was great down the stretch. I think he hit over 300. He was a big part uh, of their offense down the stretch, uh, but he he's not allowed. He's just not allowed to play. He's healthy. He's fine. Um, but it's not even a situation where it's like there are some other guys that hang around the team during the postseason 
who are probably never going to get in. Maybe they're on the taxi squad. They're like super duper injury insurance. They also get to hang out and play. But there is I a scenario Dur- where- I saw Jaron yeah. uh, Duran's dad. Yeah, Jaron Dur- Duran, right. That's that's a good example. It's like very unlikely Jaron Duran's going to play in the postseason, but there is, a, there is a series of events where he does have to be ready. He has to be ready. Jose Iglesias does not have to be ready. He, he, just, <laughs> he just gets to hang out. And of course, remember, remember Jose Iglesias, he was traded away from Boston in 2013, the year they won it all. So he started the year, you know, and then now he's back with them and he won't get to be a part of them. But that is something I will be thinking about. And the reason why I bring up Jose Iglesias, even though he won't be a, a part of this, is because last thing about the Red Sox, and this is where, sorry, Red Sox fans, if you're listening to this, you'll be like, you guys, you know, screw you guys. When I think about the teams who I want to see win the World Series this year, and I think about the players on them who I want to see win, there, there are players that I do like on the Red Sox. Rafi Devers, if you've listened, I, he's one of my favorite players in the world, and I would, I would love to see Rafi. But it's, it's not that many guys, because we just saw a lot of these guys just win in 2018. It's a, it's a lot. Of course, that was a big part of Mookie, sure. But it was Bogarts. It was, it was JD. It was Sale. It was Devers, right? It was Alex Cora, right? And so I'm looking, as the Red Sox are kind of gaining steam here, I'm looking around this roster, and I'm thinking, who am I going to be happy for, right? And Jose Iglesias, even though he's not on the roster... Uh, he's at the top of the list. Because even the new guys, the additions, we have seen win World Series. Mm -hmm. Like Schwarber, Mm -hmm. Kike. Yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. Great point, right. So it's not, you know, Garrett Whitlock. I'm thrilled for him. But it's like he's a rookie. Like, he's a great story, but it's it's not like he, Bobby Dahlbeck, we love Bobby Dahlbeck. It's not like he needs to win the World Series this year. So that's part of why I'm just like somewhat still dreading this Red Sox run. But hey, credit to them. They look awesome. Fenway's rocking credit to the Red Sox. They are officially into the CS before any of the other teams. All right, let's move to the National League where the San Francisco Giants just about an hour ago defeated the Los Angeles Dodgers to take a 2-1 series lead. Camilo Doval, two, I think, perfect innings to close it out. And the Giants are now one win away from eliminating the defending champs and moving on despite Bobby Wagner's uh, skepticism all season long. All of our skepticisms, but <laughs> certainly Bobby Wagner, who is on record as recently as last week, as recently as two days ago, saying that the Giants are not good. Bobby, Let's just make thoughts. it as recently as right now. I just They're not good. <laughs> Team's right. not well, good. The players aren't good. Just don't believe now, it. Manager's not good. Uh, Jake, I know you have not watched a whole lot of this series, and that is okay. You've been busy. You've been, you've been journalisming, uh, and you've been driving all over the place very tired. I've watched a good amount. I will say I did not watch a whole lot of game two. Dodgers uh, bl- blew that one open. Uh, and that one was not very interesting. So the, we had it. Now, tonight was a great, a great baseball game. It really was. It was close. The wind was freaking howling at Dodger Stadium for some reason. Bobby, I know you were in Los Angeles. You can confirm that the wind was bizarrely a factor. It knocked down Gavin Lux's absolute rocket to end the game. Um, it, it is true. It is really windy. I don't remember this being a factor at Dodger Stadium. I thought the weather's supposed to be perfect. It's literally blowing down palm tree leaves everywhere. I hope a tree doesn't fall on my car tonight while I edit this podcast, though I will power through and get it to everybody's feeds by the morning if I don't have a car. It's okay. It's okay. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, so that was a weird factor. It's a great factor. day for everybody to Google Santa Ana winds and learn what they are. <laughs> yeah. Well, Gavin Lux will be frantically Googling that tonight, <laughs> surely. Um, but uh, but yeah, of course, but of course, the Giants took care of business in game one. So this is the second shutout of the Giants of the first three games. And Jake Mintz, the Giants, the, here they are. They're, they're doing the thing where they're really good at baseball again. How about that? It's the Rays, the National League Rays, baby. They're here, <laughs> and they're beautiful. With a whole lot more money. 
with a whole lot more money. What an idea. What a concept. And the adults. Rays, they're the they're also of, adults, right? They're adults. They're not they're not turning to, to I, I guess Doval is is in one case, you know, maybe what if, they're lying. But besides him, you know, everyone's 30 years old. And what if the Rays had signed Alex Wood? <laughs> there you go. I mean, Alex Wood was was great. Logan Webb, holy shit, we gotta mention Logan Webb. Uh, he was spectacular, like literally one of the best postseason starts of all time, casually in game one uh, against the Dodgers. And yeah, dude, I mean, the, the Dodgers lineup, this 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 point was made even in the wildcard game. Muncie is is a big deal. Muncie's a big deal. And, not, and look, it's not like they don't have still one of the best lineups you've ever seen. But Muncie really is that guy that makes it feel overwhelmingly overwhelming, I guess would be the way to phrase it. Um, and he's not there. And that is hurting them right now, I would say. I do believe that if this these two teams played a 25-game set, mm-hmm. someone would win it 13-12. to 12. Yeah. And that they are as evenly matched as we've really had two elite teams be. And it is a shame that they will only go five games. And the winner of this series will obliterate whomever emerges from the other one. And these are the two best teams in baseball. And I think you can tell that in how these games have been played. In the level of crispness in the defense particularly has stood out to me. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Brandon Crawford, uh, a couple more unbelievable plays tonight. That um, leap. He's been, <laughs> he has been, he has been amazing. I, and I, I tweeted this out, I think, during game two or maybe game one. Um, he's going to get, he's going to be way up in the NL MVP ballot and that he deserves to be. Like, quite simply, he was an, he's an awesome defensive shortstop on the best team in baseball with a 900 OPS. If you knew nothing else about Brandon Crawford, you'd probably vote for that guy, right? Like, that's a pretty good, you probably would assume that he's going to be a free agent this offseason with all the other shortstops. <laughs> right. But remember, he was going to be, and they extended him, and you can understand why. Uh, I mean, he his is one of the most incredible uh, you know, you know, resurgences, and obviously they're they're missing belt, but they still have enough and and they're just they're just winning, man. And and I again this series tonight was a good game, but I don't I don't have that much more to say about about this series. Um, but Doval, I know he caught your attention tonight because you did get to catch the last couple of those innings. I think the thing I I keep taking away from this series is that the loser did not fail, whoever it is. Whereas, like, I walk away from the Rays series feeling like Tampa failed. And I will walk away Mm. from the Brewers getting shut out tomorrow (laughs) thinking that they scored two (laughs) runs in a series and they failed, right? And that uh, the White Sox failed when they inevitably lose to Houston, right? But... The Dodgers and the Giants, whoever ends up losing game five, Dodgers a lock tomorrow, by the way, (laughs) whoever ends up losing game five, in my mind, they will feel like they failed. But their season to me is not a failure. It is a it is a result of the way we play the baseball season. Yep, I agree. Uh, I love that you're just rattling off just casually just locking in three results for for Tuesday right there. I love that. I love that. I uh, hey, Jordan, and I don't Jordan, totally disagree. It's one thirty a.m. Eastern. It's one thirty a.m. Eastern. I've been up since since nine watching the marathon, and I'm but feeling you know, nice and clairvoyant. 
You know, I'm proud of you though, because you you just said some stuff and you didn't say if they don't, then I'm gonna go do this. <laughs> no stakes, no problem. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, Giants up two uh, one. I don't know who is starting tomorrow, but did you see? No, this was a funny thing. They went back and forth. Oh, yeah. Neither guy uh, would announce a oh, start. Would announce game four. This is a great postseason thing. Is is managers holding out as long as possible to announce their starter? Uh, very, very, very true. Um, so yeah, sorry, it's one. Meanwhile, uh, Alex Cora announces Eduardo Rodriguez three weeks beforehand for every postseason start. <laughs> All right, let's move back to the American League where the White Sox and Astros have not played their fourth game yet because it was postponed today due to rain in Chicago. The rainy city. The rainy city, as it is known. Uh, Windy city, that's Los Angeles. Uh, The rain uh, pushed back what we thought was going to be uh, Carlos Rodon against... I don't. Do we know who was going to start uh, today for Houston? I don't even know because it wasn't going to be. Oh, it was going to be Arkady. Yes, it was going to be Arkady, who has been very good. Arkady, you know, I know you don't think about it, very good in the postseason, but because they are pushing it back tomorrow, the Astros will send Lance McCullers Jr., who is absolutely dynamite in Game One, to face off against Carlos Rodon and his questionable shoulder. Now, first two games of this series, Houston uh, looked like the best offense of baseball because that's what they are. They are, it is a completely ridiculous lineup where Kyle Tucker, who, as Zach Cram noted uh, on the Ringer Baseball show last week, has the highest WRC plus of any player in the postseason from the regular season. Uh, think about that. The high, best WRC plus from the regular season, who is still in the postseason, belongs to Kyle Tucker, who bats seventh for the Astros. <laughs> so that's all you need to know. Lineup is amazing. Jordan uh, has been put against some crazy at-bats. So they, they cruise in game one. They really cruise in game two. White Sox fans are like, oh my God, where's Kopech? Where's Kopech? All right, we go to game three. Here's Dylan Cease. It's not going to be Carlos because Carlos still isn't ready. Oh, we go to Dylan Cease. Uh-oh, that's not going so well. Astros jump out. They're, they're putting on some runs. But then, boom, White Sox come back. We got Grandal. We got a Larry Garcia homer uh, and the White Sox, Luis Garcia. Did you see, I, I don't know if you saw this, Luis Garcia against Larry Garcia. I did. Goes, two, goes 2-0 and gets pulled mid at bat. This never happens in the in the big leagues. Basically, it happens in college all the time. I saw it 30 plus times in, in my D3 watching experience. But 2-0, he gets pulled for another Garcia. Garcia out, Garcia in, Garcia still at the plate. 
Larry Garcia goes yard for another improbable Larry Garcia homer, and then the White Sox kind of pull away from there. Kopech came in and, and was not great. <laughs> I mean, he got some strikeouts, but the guy they were waiting for, he still gave up a bunch of runs, and then it got lopsided late when Brooks Raley uh, gave up uh, some more runs in the eighth or ninth, or I guess the eighth. White Sox win game three, and now with the extra day rest, they can go to Carlos with hopefully a little bit more confidence, but also they will face Lance McCullers for the second time in four games. I think the Astros lineup is a little bit pitcher proof where like yeah. you can scream <laughs> Kopech into the void all you like, but right. at the end of the day, they're going to score. They're going to score between at least four runs and probably six. And the question is whether it's four or six and whether you score seven, because <laughs> that's how you beat this team. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only way to score seven runs off of Lance McCullers when he starts is to get him out of the game, work the pitch count up and, you know, make him walk you. I, I just, Houston is so good. They're so good. (laughs) Now I'm going to bring this up once. Okay. Yeah, do it. The Astros are going to probably play barring a comeback from the White Sox. It's going to be Astros, Red Sox. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Two teams who, in the last handful of years, won World Series in which they probably definitely cheated to some extent. Okay? Mm-hmm. On this show, we believe that fact of the matter. We are not here to litigate the morality of what happened. I'm not interested in that. That's not what we do here. We are here to enjoy the baseball that is presented in front of us. I don't really care to spend a significant portion of time uh, you know, adjudicating the beef but that Ryan Tapera like brought out of nowhere. Yes. There were some very good tweets on this from Aaron Dolan um, that I saw. It was basically like the biggest crime the Astros did is just, you know, dismantling all of our trust. And now we never yeah. can believe anybody again. Absolutely. And that's that's the big part. Is And, and this point has been made too, is it's like, yeah, if you cheat, you know, yeah, people are going to suspect you and that sucks and that's part of what you get, right? At the same time, I don't want to be doing this in 2036 when the Astros win a bunch of home games in a row. And we're like, well, you know what they did that one time? Some shady stuff going on over there. (laughs) So in cycling nowadays, this is relevant because every professional cyclist was doping between like 1996 and 2008, right? Hmm. Basically everybody. And so... Now, whenever there's any cyclist who does anything incredible, there's a portion of the, you know, cycling media world that's like, oh, well, they have to be doping. And that's sad. That's like a really sad way to go about experiencing things that provide us with wonder. And like, I am still a little bit irked by the way the Astros handled things, but I don't want to view every Kyle Tucker home run as a potential affront crime (laughs) right i am just going to choose not to do that for my own sake yeah and for the sake of people who like what when we talk about baseball right and And you know let me last thing and and if you want people to be incredulous about it you can find that on the internet (laughs) that's fine there are plenty of people that will react and 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 yes like oh the the dust the dusty back and forth some of the dusty quotes were very funny and and very pointed poignant and i thought were fair responses and james click the gm said like there's nothing going on relax and 
Look, maybe there is, maybe there isn't. I don't think there is. Whatever. The point is, the Astros are really freaking good. They've been good the whole time. That's part of what makes the whole scandal so freaking stupid is that these are unbelievable baseball players who made terrible decisions to tarnish their own legacies that were already going to be really freaking good. So (laughs) that's their problem, and they do have to wear that. But we are not interested in bringing it up all the time, even though I'm sure other people will want to. That said, the Astros are awesome. One other thing I want to say about this uh, series, because I know people were talking about La Russa uh, in this, you know, Oh, he didn't bring a Kopech. Oh, maybe he screwed this up. And this is my thing with with LaRusso in this situation. The Astros are better, right? And the if the White Sox fail, it's because they're probably not as good as the Astros. And the White Sox are not a perfect baseball team. There, there are some flaws with them. No team's a perfect baseball team. But part of why it's still so crazy to me that they wanted to hire him is that it was like a manager, not that a manager can't make a difference, and a manager can't make a difference in the postseason, and we know Alex Cora has been a good, sure. But I just refuse to believe that you needed Tony La Russa to get over the hump. This White Sox team was either, is either going to be good enough or they're not. And it might not be this year, and it might not be next year. This White, With this core, they could very easily win in 2024 when Tony La Russa is officially actually too old to manage anymore, right? And that's just going to be because they're better than. And Luis Roberts, the best player in baseball. And, you know, Amancada's an all-star. And on Tim Anderson's, you know, like, this team's still going to get better. And so if the White Sox do get bounced, now look, maybe I'll, maybe here we go. La Russa's going to, they're going to win tomorrow. They're going to win the series. They're going to beat the Red Sox. La Russa's going to win the World Series. And then I'm going to sound like an idiot. But honestly, when I think the, when I think the White Sox are going to get bounced, we're going to say La Russa, oh, it's just, no, it wasn't about him in the first place. And that's part of why it's crazy that they hired him at all. So just wanted to say that. Yeah, I think they needed actual Craig Kimbrell more than they <laughs> needed help. any manager. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, it's much more than what any manager is going to do when the other team's probably better. All right, but we'll see. Maybe we'll be proven wrong. I know we're both kind of on record there. Maybe like Houston because Houston is scary and very good. All right. All right. Those are the, the final three. Series. Those are the, that's so it, that's right? it. <laughs> No, let's talk about the Braves and the Brewers. I know, I know. We're, we're, there's always, look, I mean, this happens every year. I mean, there's available, they, on true TV. Uh, unfortunately, it seems to often include the Brewers or the Braves. But hey, they're both in this series. And the Braves, you know, we talk about the Red Sox. We doubt in them. The Braves are now one win away from the NLCS, where they were last year, where they were very freaking close to going to the World Series last year, we should mention. Uh, the Brewers offense sucks. Now, we kind of knew this going into it, but it's really, really starting to, to not look great. And I think that's compounded by the fact that the Braves have some pretty damn good starting pitching, right? I mean, I know, I know that the rest of the pitching staff beyond the top three is like, oh, what? And the bullpen, you're not really trusting any of those guys. But like, Morton, Freed, Ian Anderson? Like, yeah. Are, are we surprised that that three is succeeding? against the Brewers offense like we we shouldn't be right and that's where I feel like my Brewers World Series pick and while still alive uh unlike your Rays pick uh is not is just like oh wait the Braves can win a five-game series against the Brewers that's really not that crazy I agree I think they whoever comes out of this is going to struggle mightily against the Dodgers and the Giants but I do think it was stupid to think that the Braves could not win this series fairly easily but we'll see what happens it was stupider to look at the Brewers' offense and think they could go to the World Series. That is the biggest crime yeah. here. It yeah. is a tough watch. It yeah. is Christian Yelich is full Space Jam right now. Yeah, yeah. It, it's 
I mean, it's like <laughs> in the regular season, like and uh, Willie hasn't really done anything, and it's like you're counting on like some Colton Wong extra base hits and Avi Sile, we really like, but it's it's just. And and if you compared it to literally every other offense in the playoffs, it wasn't even close. Like they were by far the worst. They were below average in baseball, let alone in postseason baseball, right? So we should have just like Council's doing, he's trying his best and he's pulling some weird shenanigans. It's not going to matter. If they can't score, they can't score. And the Braves have a pretty good offense. And again, like I said, it's perfectly competent, if not good starting pitching. And that is looking like it will probably be enough to, to move them on. I think we looked at the difference between the Brewers elite starters and the Braves good offense. And we were like, oh, that's a gap. And then we looked at the Braves definitely worse than the Brewers starting pitching and looked at the Brewers bad offense. We're like, oh, that's a gap too. But I think we underestimated (laughs) the gap that the Brewers offense has created. (laughs) It's a big one. It's not good. It's not good. Uh, A couple other Braves thoughts. Um, I mean, Freed was, again, Brewers offense, not great. Freed was excellent. Um, Freed was as good as I've ever seen a pitcher in the postseason. His command of his off-speed stuff that game was impeccable. I believe Freed threw two Maddoxes this season, which is like not an insignificant feat. Like he's been, he's been awesome. He's been really, really, really good. And they didn't really, he was not, if I recall, not good last postseason. Um, I know they had much more from Anderson. Last year, Anderson was very good today. Uh, and then the bullpen is, it's whatever. Like, Matzik's been huge for them. I, you know, they're going to Luke Jackson. Like, again, this is why it's going to be very hard if they do advance to pick them against the Dodgers or Giants. But the Braves offense is, it's, it's fun, man. And, and look, dude, Jock Peterson is, I mean, he's not, he's not a perfect baseball player, but boy, is he a lot of fun. Uh, I, I love, I love him going up there in that spot, pinch hitting against Hauser. One, two count ball two balls up and he's just daddy hack boom gone let's we'll see you later brewers can't score three runs uh and and then then they're in they're in really good shape and they they play well at home and yeah I, I don't know i just feel like we underrated the braves a little bit and uh i wouldn't be surprised to see them get a little you know make a little bit of noise in this cs make a little bit of noise i look i agree they don't have a cunha it's like okay it's not the same thing but they're, they're not bad they're not bad Kirk Gibson would have uh, pinch hit on on a torn ACL. So I'm saying, you oh, know what I mean? Can, can I also say <laughs> let's not let's not let the Braves get away with this. Adam Duvall, all time two plan. I don't know if you saw. Yeah, this. I saw that. This was talk about fortunate that that we are not talking about that mistake because um, that was a a true all timer. But luckily, I thought you were gonna I thought you were gonna call them out for the uh, the tomahawk chop on Indigenous Peoples well, Day. That is also worthy of being called out. Uh, I think that goes without saying, but I'm not counting on anything for, for Braves fans anymore. Sorry to lump everyone in, but really, guys? Really? We're really doing Just that? Stop. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, that's the Braves, and that's the Brewers. Sorry, we don't have that much more to say about that. I don't know who's... I, is it going to be Lauer tomorrow? Uh, I don't know if we have probables um, for game four, but Braves looking good. Jake Mintz. Lauer, Kevin Millwood, I think it is. Uh, La- La- who? Kevin Millwood. Oh, Kevin Millwood. Okay, that's a good reference. Uh, I think we, I think we did. It. I think we we did a podcast. Uh, it is almost two a.m. Eastern time. Do you have any other base? Okay, now what what did we learn? I mean, again, like we said, your World Series pick was Rays over Giants, correct? Yeah. Mine was Astros over Brewers. 
I think mine, while still alive, looks worse somehow, <laughs> even though you're already wrong, just because like the I notion agree. of the Brewers scoring enough runs, like the Rays for those first games looked like they were awesome, right? And then it just all fell apart, right? There were uh, other permutations of that series in which the the Rays won handedly. Yeah. Yep. I am struggling to envision, <laughs> man, yes. this is just yes. turning into us just beating up I'm on sorry. the Brewers. Of it. I'm so, it but sucks. Like, I, dude, We you just wrote a whole thing about the, why you should bandwagon them. <laughs> and I and I didn't disagree, right? They're, they are a likable team. It's not that they're not likable. It's just, oof. In the article about why you should bandwagon them, I said because the offense sucks. And you therefore, they're only playing close games. I know. I was like, I'm not sure I follow the logic here. It's like, why? Because like winning close games is like more of a rush than blowouts. Yeah. But like, if you're gonna, if you're yeah. gonna like bandwagon a, an October team, you don't no, want I, one I know. that's like winning by the fourth. That's lame. You want to be yeah. like, sure, sure. Damn, sure. I really need this rowdy Telez <laughs> bloop double. <laughs> Whatever. Sorry, Milwaukee. Maybe, maybe you'll prove us wrong again. All the who, who's. Listen, this is the, the, the risk of, of recording a 2 a.m. podcast for many reasons. We could be wrong on all three of these counts. <laughs> on Tuesday, I'm sure, I am sure we will be wrong on at least one of them. But until then, Bobby Wagner, do you have any other uh, final postseason thoughts as, as we sit here? Uh, because the next time, next time we talk to you fine folks, we will be in full CS mode. Um, but I'm glad we got to do this podcast. I am having a lot of fun watching the postseason. And... Uh, uh, Jake Mintz, uh, any, any other final takeaways? Bobby Wagner, how are you feeling? Mets look uh, good. The, the, <laughs> Mets the, do look good. The Mets look absolutely phenomenal. Offseason shaping up, uh, frankly, great, you know, because <laughs> they don't have a GM yet. Anyway, um, no, my final thoughts are that I'm going to be at Game 4 in Los Angeles, oh, so I, I hope nice. that it is not quite as windy because I have grown <laughs> soft to the cold weather in my time in Los Angeles, but... Um, it's appropriate that the 2021 season will end with me seeing Tony Gonsolin for the fifth time. Wow. Fifth so what? So they're that's going, what they're a, going that's what a fifth starter means. So yeah, Bobby has to go see him five times. Um, no, I, I actually think that there's a possibility that as we record right now that Dave Roberts hinted that they might throw Walker Bueller on short rest, though he has never done that as a professional. So mm. I think that everything is on the table. Dave yeah. Roberts said, which which leads you to believe that they will do Bueller, but it won't be for very long. So I think that right. I'm going to see my man Tony, Tony Gonzalez. You'll see. T- Tony will definitely pitch at some point. Um, hey, we'll see, me, man. I'm bitching you. I hope. I, <laughs> I hope don't know you. If he's uh, Italian. You all can enjoy Tony. this podcast. I hope it is not too outdated by the time you're listening to it. But thank you for listening. Uh, enjoy the rest of the postseason action. Tune in next week when we are talking about the. Brewers, <laughs> the Brewers, Dodgers, NLCS uh, against the White White Sox, Red Sox. Surely that is what we will be discussing a week from now. Um, but yeah, looking forward to it. Thank you, Bobby Wagner, for producing. As always, thank you, Jake Mintz, for uh, being, being your crazy Jake Mintz self and working very hard and doing this podcast with me at 2 a.m. Jake, good luck on your good luck on your apartment hunt in Boston as you prepare to stay there for all of eternity because the Red Sox are never going to get eliminated. We don't have time to discuss this now, but (laughs) the city needs to show me something. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, we'll see you next week. Adios.